Now, the first handle here is the values, the ministry value. That's the one handle. And the, the reason why values are so important, because they represent the assumptions that we have about how we carry out our life and how we carry out our ministry. And these values are found in all churches. Sometimes they are not articulated. Sometimes they're more explicit. Sometimes churches will have a strong value that says, we always do worship this way. And if you made a variance in how you would do the worship service, you would get a reaction on the order of something like this. You'd get a reaction like if you tried to add a fourth member to the Trinity. They would want to kill you. Other times they have a value that says the people that are really honored around here are those that have stayed here a long time and those that have been loyal and have not caused problems. Other times we have values that, that express our convictions, like we have a value that we're going to reach out to non-Christians. So when I'm talking about values, I'm talking about those basic things that make the church what the church is. And the true validation of values are the behaviors. And so if we truly have a value, then it will be able to be proven by the actions and activities that we do on a regular basis. Now, why are values so important? I would suggest to you several reasons. One is that conflict in churches often arise from differing expectations. And differing expectations flow out of differing values. We had a, a family that decided to uh, leave our church. And I had a meeting with the family as they were telling me they were planning to leave. And they said to me, Bob, the reason we're leaving is this. We simply do not believe that the church should be that concerned about reaching non-Christians. Now, what was the value that was behind that statement? The church exists almost exclusively for the benefit of its members. Now, you notice this couple, if you talk to them, they would not be against evangelism. After all, it's in the Bible. But we should not take that much time or energy to try to do it. If they want to get saved, they know where we are. They can come here and find God. Maybe distance relatives of John Calvin. I don't know. They were saying, you know, if God wants to save them, he'll do it. Now, that was a difference in values. We happen to have a value that said we want the church to reach people that are not yet Christians. And we were willing to adapt our methodology and some of our style of music and other kinds of things so that we can effectively communicate to those well, people. I had a good relationship with these people. We just had a difference in philosophy. And so I recommended two or three other churches in our area that, that had the same core value that they had. So I recommended some churches that believe that the church should not be that concerned and involved in evangelism. Now you realize those would not be found in their doctrinal statements. In fact, their church purpose statements would talk about that sort of thing. But by their actions, you knew that's what they really believed. Now the pastor that got this couple was quite surprised as to why I let them out of our church. They were fine Christians, they were very faithful and loyal, and especially they were good givers. But they had a different philosophy, a different value. So conflict arises from differing values. Second reason values are so important is that values form the foundation for the implementation of plans and goals and activities. 
Have you ever been through a, a strategic planning process where you go through and clarify, this is our church purpose, these are our goals, here's what we're going to do, and a wonderful plan gets developed and everybody votes on it and says, yes, this is what we want to do. And then absolutely nothing happens. Have you ever seen that process occur? Have you seen that? Why? I would suggest to you the reason is that 90% of the time, the plans and goals that they set were not consistent with their real values. Remember when I talked to you in the church planting seminar about the need for uh, having harmony and, and, and having the same set of values? Because unless your, unless your goals and your plans flow out of your values, you will not have the commitment to carry it out. And so the, the taking of time to clarify your values is very, very important. And the, 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 the place where Christians need to become more honest is to realize there may be differences between the ideal values that God would want and the real values that we actually hold. So taking the time to articulate values is very important. Let me give you a few questions that might help you think about how to articulate values. What are some of the strongly held convictions that you have about how the church should carry out its ministry? Or another way of saying that might be this. What are the underlying principles that give direction to your church's ministry? What are the essential guidelines that influence your ministry decisions? What are the assumptions that you have about how the church should do things? In, in a righteous sense, what really makes you angry? Because core values are closely linked to passion. When I taught our newcomers class, I had a favorite lecture. It was, uh, at that time, I called it our ministry principles. If I were reached, teaching that at this time, I think I would call it our core values. But that vocabulary was not in my language when I was giving those talks. But that's what I was doing. What is at the heart of this church? And one of the values that I expressed in there was the priority of church growth. Now, you realize this is a seminar on church growth, and I haven't even defined church growth yet. I will not give you the academic definition. I will give you the Bob Logan practical definition. Church growth is everything that's involved in making more and better disciples so that churches will grow and reproduce themselves. That is the process of church growth. And so I, I would share with the people that church growth is about making more and better disciples. And I take them to Matthew 28, which you're well familiar with. But now here's how you communicate core values. Core values need to be connected to your passion. I would have this class of newcomers. And I would tell them, now if you ever want to see me get anger with, angry with a righteous anger, here's how you can do this. Just, just suggest that you don't think our church ought to grow anymore. Just suggest that to me, and I'll tell you what I'll do. I would probably look you right in the eye, and I would say, are you trying to tell me something? Are you trying to tell me that you don't care that people without Christ are on their way to hell? And I would stare at that person until they looked away. Well, this guy's good. He's staring right back. <laughs> I would say to them, it is God's will that lost people are found and come into the fellowship of the believers of church. That is the very purpose and heart and mission of God, and that's what we're all about. 
So don't ever say to me or to anyone else, you do not think this church should get any bigger. Now, if you get uncomfortable with the size that our church gets, it would be perfectly appropriate to volunteer to be a part of one of our daughter churches. Now, if you said, Bob, I really think the church is getting too large for what I'm comfortable with, and I would like to volunteer to be a part of a team to go help start a new church, I would bless you. I give you this example just to show you one example. When you're talking about a core value, it's not just something that you intellectually believe. It is something that is so passionately a part of who you are, you cannot be anything else. See, we had some convictions about what we were trying to do. And convictions about how God would want us to do it. Now, I would not make the statement that the that we are doing the only way to reach people, or the only way God wants to have church be done. That would be presumptuous. But rather, this is what God was leading us to be Abba. and to do. Okay, so passion is an important thing. Let me give you some examples of uh, ministry principles. One would be the whole notion of empowering and equipping people for ministry. Now, what would be the scriptural basis of that particular core value? Ephesians 4 would be one of the ones I would turn to. The whole notion of Romans 12 for the, the giftedness of believers might be another passage. And I would explain to our people that my job as a pastor, my job description is found in Ephesians 4. That it is to equip you to be able to do the ministry. That's my job. And I would go through all that process, which you know very well. Now, the way to really communicate core values is to describe what are the resulting behaviors or actions that would flow out of that value. And so, an example of that would be how the pastor does not go personally visiting all the people, but rather trains and raises up cell group leaders that can launch cell groups to be able to, to minister to many of those needs. I would describe how I would raise up people with a gift of mercy that would go visit in the hospitals. And those people always did better und than I ever did. And so we talk about what all this means in terms of what are we going to do and what are we not going to do. So anytime you have a, a, a core value, give a scriptural basis for what's behind it. Then give examples behaviorally of what that looks like. And these examples can be both positive and negative. We will do these things, and negatively, we will not do this, this, or this. And that helps people to visualize what do they mean by a core value. For instance, if you say we have a, a core value of trying to reach lost people like Jesus did, and and so how would that, what would that mean in terms of behavior? It would mean, you know, among other things, building relationships with non-Christians and spending time with them. You see, sometimes we use words that are too vague. You know, we believe in evangelism. Who in this room does not believe in evangelism? But see, most Christians that take the Bible seriously, see, that's a priority, to reach lost people. But the important thing, when you use the term evangelism, what do you mean by that? See, some people, when they say we believe in evangelism, means that at the end of the service we'll have an opportunity for anybody that wants to receive Christ to do so, and that fulfills our evangelism responsibility. Okay, let me give you some examples from a church in Holland. Here was a church that was very clear in the articulation of their core values. 
And these values were lived out in their behavior. I've studied these churches and been with them, and they really live according to these values I'm going to give you. And out of one church in the last uh, 10 years or so, maybe 15, they've had 27 other churches get started. They had a core value of intimacy, intimacy with God. And that was expressed in terms of personal and corporate worship, the practice of various spiritual disciplines. So that was a core value to them. and by watching how they lived and how they, how they uh, conducted themselves, you could say that was true. Secondly, they had a core value of intimacy. I mean, of community. I'm sorry, community. They worked in teams, organized their churches according to cell groups. Third was openness, clear and honest communication. One example of that was that the leaders would share where they are going so that the others can follow. And apparently in Dutch culture that was an important thing, that leaders very often did not tell people where they were going. They'd kind of keep it like this. A fourth value they had was empowerment, which is believing in people and mobilizing them according to their spiritual gifts. And you could hear that all the time as you listen to these leaders. They'd always be coming up to young leaders and saying things like, we, we believe in you, we know God can do great things in and through you. They would spend lots of time with emerging leaders. And finally, multiplication was a value. Leadership development and apprentices at every level.